Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Selling Greenville, your favorite real estate podcast here in Greenville, South Carolina. I'm your host as always, Stan McCune, realtor right here in uh, freezing cold and rainy as I'm recording this, Greenville, South Carolina. Hence, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that I'm wearing a jacket. Um, and I have been wearing this all day long. And if you if you watch multiple episodes on YouTube, you'll probably see me wear this jacket uh, for a few more episodes, at least one more, because um, I will be recording multiple episodes today. Because sometimes I do that, sometimes I work ahead on the show. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, please, housekeeping as always, please, if you like this show, please leave a rating, please leave a review. Make sure you subscribe to it if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, please go ahead and subscribe to my channel. Uh, like the episode if you could. Leave a comment. All of those things help to get this show out to as many people as possible. Um, I'd appreciate if you guys could uh, do all of those things. And if you're looking for a realtor, if you just want to talk about real estate, um, I've had I have people do this all the time. They just want to get a sense for what the market's doing, or they they want to uh, you know prepare for the future as they're looking to move. Uh, my contact information is in the show notes if you need to reach out to me for any of your real estate needs. So what are we doing today? Today's episode, we're going to look back at the 10 bold predictions that I made at the end of last year going into be- the beginning of this year and see how those predictions are doing. Are they doing okay? Are they not doing okay? Um, what exactly is going on just in general with the 10 bold predictions I made. And I told you guys I, I would track these things and see how I did. And this probably won't be the only episode where, where we track these things because it, it is very interesting for me, at least, and I think it will be for you guys, too, to go back and look at these predictions to see um, how things trend because things change throughout the year. So we're just going to start in the exact order that I did them on that uh, that show several months ago. and And I'll just be honest with you, whether... I think I'm on track or whether I'm not on track here. So prediction number one, I predicted that mortgage rates would hit the low or mid fives at some point this year. That was that was my first bold prediction. These I don't believe I put these in any order at the time that uh, that I did them. I, I just think it was kind of uh, whatever order they, they appeared on my screen. Um, this bold prediction is almost certainly not going to happen. Um, if it does happen, I'm not going to say it won't, that, that mortgage rates won't hit the low or mid fives at some point this year. But if it does happen, it definitely wouldn't be until the end of the year. Uh, you probably heard rumors that the Fed is going to probably do one more uh, one more rate hike, small rate hike, and then keep things kind of stable for, uh, for the foreseeable future. I think that that's probably what's going to happen. And as a result, because mortgage rates are... are indirectly connected to, or you could argue directly connected to what the Fed does, um, they should pretty much stay where they are. I don't think that that what the Fed does in terms of increasing them a little bit is going to have a huge impact because I think that that, that increase is already baked into the current rates. Um, but in terms of them going down into the fives, that is looking very, very unlikely to happen this year. Now, next year, most people think it will happen. And here's what most people think is going to happen. Most people think that we're going to have some sort of a, what they're calling mild recession. And I think that they're using that terminology so that people don't think about 2008. The the, uh, dynamics of the economy do not reflect 2008 uh, in really any way. And so what we're looking at is something, some sort of recession 
that isn't quite like 2008. Maybe it's not even like that, like that uh, when the tech bubble bursts in, in, around the year 2000. Just something, something different, something mild that's going to cause a little bit of, of unemployment to go up, um, going to cause hopefully inflation to go down. That's what the Fed is aiming for. And then once that happens, it then the Fed will start to loosen things up a little bit, and then we should probably see rates going down. Now, if the recession is more than just mild, let's say that it does end up being a lot worse, because here's what happens. Normally, the the impact of what the Fed is doing isn't felt for a while. Um, the, the rate hikes that we've seen, you at least from what I understand, you don't typically see the direct impacts of those rate hikes for a good six to nine months in many instances. So we may find ourselves in six to nine months having it uh, a lot worse than we anticipate. And then the Fed may end at that point, end up at that point dialing back rates quite a bit. So I think that this prediction um, is just off in terms of the time frame. I think that we're going to see rates go into the, the low to mid fives at some point next year. Um, it's not looking super promising for this year, but you never know. Uh, the Fed is pretty reactionary, uh, the people that we currently have controlling that. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. Um, my bold prediction number two was that the U.S. will experience a mild recession. Hey, guess what? The exact terminology that people are using now, and and I'm just reading this straight off of, I literally copied and pasted from my, my notes that I took uh, when I did this show before. So my bold prediction number two is that the U.S. will experience a mild recession resulting in closings being down by 10 to 15% year on year. As you can probably expect, based on what I just said, this is looking really good, okay? This is looking uh, like I pretty much hit the nail on the head. Multiple Fed members have said in recent weeks that they do anticipate a mild recession this year. Multiple ec- uh, economists have said that, multiple uh, news publications have said that like this is what everyone is anticipating. And as far as closings being down, that 10 to 15% year-on-year number, that's looking pretty solid. Uh, we started out the year with a really huge decrease. Uh, uh, January, I believe, is like a 30% year-on-year increase. But then March was somewhere in the 7% range. So we're starting to uh, to stabilize, as we talked about recently. And, um, and so... Uh, being having closings down 10 to 15 percent year on year, that feels extremely reasonable right now. Um, and having the mild recession, that's what everyone else is predicting at this point. I predicted it way before everyone else was predicting it. Um, so uh, we'll continue to track that, but at the moment, that's looking pretty good. Oh, I forgot to uh, silence my phone. Let's do that real quick. Wait, I did silence it. Unbelievable. Gotta love, uh, gotta love all this technology. I'm going to silence my computer as well. Make sure we got all the things silenced. All right. There we go. And I really don't edit this show. So you guys will, uh, in case you're wondering why you're experiencing all that, I, I, I barely have the time to, to do this show and also be a realtor full time. Uh, my editing is pretty minimal when it comes to this show. So you guys just have to experience that alarm going off. All right. My bold prediction number three. Median home prices will stabilize, but will not go down. Well, guess what? If this is sounding a lot like things that you've been hearing or things that I've been saying recently, it's because it has. Because, I, again, this is one where I, I feel like, at least with the current data, this could change that I pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, just 
uh, at least as I'm recording this, just this past week's episode, this is precisely what we discussed, that the, the market looks like it is, in fact, stabilizing, uh, and prices are still going up, but at a much slower pace than what we've had the past couple of years. So prices are not going down, at least not not the median prices. We did see the average price go down, but we don't really care too much about the average price uh, with regard to tracking things. Uh, the median price, um, ha- we have not yet seen it go down this year. And I think for when we look back at the entire year, it will not have gone down it will have gone up slightly, but but with a lot more stabilization, not these crazy fluctuations and crazy increases of 15 to 20% year on year like we had kind of gotten used to for a while there. Oh, but speaking of average prices, my bold prediction number four was that average home prices at some point would see a year-on-year decrease. Well, guess what? Oh, uh, sorry, let me finish reading this. Um, I I continue to, this is just, again, just what I wrote for last time. Higher priced homes will not be selling as wealthier people and those buying second homes see their wealth go down. Again, as a result of of what's happening on the the metal level in the economy. This is what I predicted. Um, and, um, and And I continue to say that already we've seen average prices go down month on month for four straight months, likely five once December numbers on out are out and the year on year decline is next. Well, guess what? This has already happened. This is the the first bold prediction that I can say 100% I got right is number 4. Um we we just had this past month uh at least that we have the data for which is March 2023 the year on year average home price saw a decrease as a result of the higher priced homes not selling to the extent that they that they had been. So I nailed this one, and uh, and we'll see uh, again for the previous three how those end up playing out and how the rest of these play out. Number five, the national foreclosure rates I predicted would stay at all-time lows. Yeah, they're still at all-time lows. And, and it has creeped up ever so slightly, but I mean, we're still talking about like way below any foreclosure numbers that we've seen in a really, really long time. Um, I'd be shocked. I would I, like probably th- the most shocking thing out of all of this would be if I was wrong on that point, because the national foreclosure numbers, there's just no indicator that would indicate that uh, foreclosure rates are going to go up. So I think that the, I feel very confident that that prediction is going to be accurate uh, by the end of the year and that uh, mortgage rates will continue to, to be low throughout the rest of this year. Now next year, who knows? We'll have to, we'll have to keep looking for next year, but at the moment this year, it's looking like those numbers are going to still be extremely low. Number six, Greenville will see its first increase in housing affordability since 2011. Interest rates will come down. Maybe, maybe not. As we just discussed, appreciation will slow. We are seeing that. Pay raises will jump. Maybe, maybe not. The jury is still out. So that that was what I was thinking, um, is that we would see an increase in housing affordability, unlike anything that we've seen since 2011. Now, um, as we discussed during the market stats episode, the metric that we typically use to measure this has somehow the Greater Greenville Association changed it really dramatically, and uh, and for some reason, uh, the the housing affordability metric is is the numbers are different, um, and I'm not really sure what to make of it. But we it's still they readjusted the historical numbers as well. So they didn't just adjust the most recent numbers; they also adjusted the historicals. 
Um, and so we can still look at what we started out the year with and what we ended with. And the housing affordability index to start the year was at 101. And we discussed this before, that, but that basically means that the median household can't afford the median priced home. A hundred is is that exact number. A hundred means that uh, the median household income is capable of affording the median priced home. Now we're currently at 98. So at the moment, we're trending below that 101 number for this prediction to be right. We'd have to see, assuming they don't tinker with this some more, we'd have to see um, the number by the end of the year go up to at least 102. Um, but I still think that there is a very good chance that that happens um, because all of these things uh, could still be in the cards. Uh, you know, I don't think that mortgage rates are going to be going up dramatically. I think there's a possibility that they go down a little bit. Although, like I said, I don't think that going down into the fives is likely to happen this year. Uh, but as those mortgage rates go down, that makes things more affordable. And as the year-on-year um, -year median price increases decrease, which they've they've already they already have. It's not a decrease in the median price, but the increase has decreased. It's not increasing at quite the speed that it was in the past. Um, and then as people uh, as as incomes start to rate uh, start to increase in the area, that should make things a little bit more affordable. So the jury is still out on this one. Um, I, I'm 50-50. I think it's a coin flip on whether I am accurate on this one or not. So we will see uh, at the end of this year. We'll, we'll keep tracking that. Number seven, Greenville Realtor turnover will exceed 50%. Um, I, I said this when I, uh, when I recorded this Bold Predictions episode before, and I'm going to have to say it again. I don't really know how to measure this, but I feel very confident in this. Maybe later this year, I'll try to find a way to actually track this. Um, but yeah, realtors are dropping like flies um, really across the country, but uh, specifically in Greenville, we're seeing this a lot. Those that uh, pop into the market the past couple of years that kind of rode the wave of easy closings, um, closings going down 10 to 15% uh, in a year and being in a housing recession, that's very difficult to stomach uh, because those first two years are usually pretty rough anyway. Uh, so for those that just kind of had some easy closings the first two years and thought, okay, I'll, I'll just be able to increase my closings, you know, 20% every year, all of a sudden now the entire market has shrunk and that's just, that's a, a, a difficult thing for realtors. Um, it's difficult for me. I'm not going to pretend like uh, like I'm above the foray. Yeah, my closings are down this year, just like everyone else's. Um, now, thankfully, I do other things. I flip houses and things like that. And and in the end, I'm going to be fine. Uh, I've been preparing for this for a long time. When uh, when we had uh, the the time of of realtor plenty between 2020 and 2022. I didn't just go spend all that money and and buy you know all sorts of fancy boats and cars and and whatnot. I made sure that I was prepared for the lean season because I knew the lean season was coming. Well, the lean season is here, um, but not everyone did all that preparation for it. Um, and I'm not trying to look down on anyone. That's just not everyone was able to. Um, so I'm grateful that I was able to. I'm gonna be fine. Nobody needs to worry about me. Um, but if you're looking for a realtor. I would appreciate if you could give me that business because that will help me um, in the long run here. Um, 
Number eight, bold prediction number eight. Total inventory will stay below pre-pandemic levels. Month supply may temporarily go above pre-pandemic levels. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm really not sure about that. But we're, to continue to this quote from uh, my previous episode, we're about to enter an extended period of time where people who purchased their homes two plus years ago and might be candidates to sell or buy something bigger or nicer are going to choose instead to enjoy their low interest rates on their cheap homes. This will keep inventory down probably for several years, but I still see months supply of inventory, which factors in not just the supply, but also the demand going up before it comes back down due to demand slowing faster than supply, at least for the next few months. Well, total inventory, it's not super, actually super far behind pre-pandemic levels, um, but it is still behind. And I don't see anything indicating that um, at the moment that inventory is going to, to go up. Uh, months of inventory is is honestly lower than I would have expected for this time of year because demand has been strong. Uh, demand in March was was quite good uh, we ha- in terms of when you just look at closings. Um, so so our demand has, has stabilized. Again, that's the word that I'm choosing to use here because it's not like we're seeing the market going crazy again. What we're seeing is is people realizing, you know, buyers in particular realizing, okay, rates aren't going down anytime soon. I can't delay my move any longer. I think buyers for a while were, were delaying their move thinking, okay, maybe there's a recession coming. Maybe rates will go down. And then they realized, okay, rates aren't going to go down. There might be a recession, but it's going to be mild. And it's going to be uh, towards the end of this year. Um, and so now people are just kind of returning back to their more normal behaviors with the one exception being sellers that w- would uh, that purchase homes the past two to three years. They're having a hard time stomaching listing their home for sale and losing that cushy mortgage rate that they've got. And so I feel pretty good that the total inventory will in fact stay below pre-pandemic levels. Um, and I feel even better that the month supply will stay below pre-pandemic levels. So we'll we'll continue to track that. But at the moment, looking pretty good on that front. Bold prediction number nine, days on market until sale will reach the highest point since 2016. For this to happen, we would need to see days on market come around 70. And you know that was looking pretty good until last month uh, in the stats we just tracked when the days on market ticked up only from 57 Days on market in Feb- in February to 58 in March. So we had seen the curve was just going way up, and then from February to March it just kind of went, doop, just like basically flatlined. Because uh, going from 57 to 58, like that's that's basically uh, that's basically not an increase. I mean, it is an increase, but it's nothing noteworthy. So I don't feel super good about this at the moment. Actually, I've been saying um, I was really thinking that we would see. Uh, days on month hit it some of these higher numbers because my thinking was that we so we had uh, the second half of last year we had sellers that just had very unreasonable expe- expectations for what the market was doing they they had gotten used to multiple years of of uh, houses appreciating by fifteen to twenty percent and so people were just used to listing their home for five to ten percent above what it was worth and eventually within uh, you know, a couple of months, they would get that price because the market had caught up to what they had listed it for. And then everyone that listed their home for for 
less than 5% above what it was worth was basically getting it under contract right away. Well, then uh, that was, sorry, that was before the interest rate increases that happened. Then we had mortgage rates go up and all these people that were listing their homes, uh, they continued to to do the same thing of listing their homes 5 to 10% above what they were worth. But then you had all this demand drop out due to mortgage rates doing what they did, going going really, really high overnight in a way that they really had not happened, at least uh, not in a very, very long time. And so uh, what I thought was going to happen is that all those homes that had been sitting on the market since like the summer, um, that we would start to see them selling and that, you know, we would be in an environment where there are homes that have been on the market for 150, 160, 170 days, pushing up uh, that that finally sold, that then pushed up this days on market until sale number. Um, the thing is, because inventory is still so low, the the number of homes that have been on the market for a really long time is is very minimal. So either those people took their homes off the market, they decided they're not going to sell, or they lowered the price enough in order to sell them. Uh, and 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 so here we are, where now I'm thinking that we're not going to probably end up seeing. We we might come close to 70 days on market, but I, I don't think that we're we're going to to hit that. Um, I was looking at, um, at how many homes have been on market for three months or greater, and it's actually as of as of this recording, less than 700 homes that have been on on the market for three months or greater. 700 homes, like e- even if uh, those do, you know, continue to linger on the market and then eventually sell and kind of drive this number up. That's not enough homes to make a difference. I mean, 700 homes. In, in the entire upstate of South Carolina, that's nothing. That's that's a nothing burger, to use uh, Twitter and social media terminology. Um, so uh, I, I don't think that, that this prediction is going to hit. I think we're going to stay below 70 days on market uh, throughout the remainder of this year. But we'll see. Again, uh, I, I could be wrong, um, but just based on the current data, this is not looking like uh like it's going to be accurate. All right, bold prediction number 10. I said cheap fixer uppers will appear again as people reset their expectations. Remember um from 20 really 2021 and 2022 uh, was this unprecedented time when fixer uppers were coming on the market for only a little bit below what a non-fixer upper was listed for. And because everyone was getting outbid on everything else, those fixer-upper homes were selling for just a tad bit. They, they were selling for what they were listing for. Like, it didn't matter. It didn't matter that they needed tons of work. People were still, there were still multiple offers because there was so much demand, so little supply. And people were just like, you know what? I just got to buy the buy this house with the windows painted shut and the shag carpet that I got to replace. I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and just uh, and just make repairs over the years, make updates over the years. Um, well, what I predicted and, and what has happened, um, anecdotally, I I don't, um, I don't have uh, firm data on this. I would be, it would be really hard to, to bring this data together. Um, but I have seen the fixer upper homes have been hit the hardest. Those are the homes that, you know, people are, are willing to hold out a little bit for a home that's not a fixer upper. Now that has started to change the past month or so. Um, because of inventory being so so low going into the busy season. 
uh, for real estate. And so, um, so I actually am starting to see some of these fixer uppers uh, selling more quickly and and looking like what the market was back, uh, you know, a year or two ago. So, um, so that's a little bit disheartening. Um, but that being said, um, I'm not going to say that I have been or will be wrong on this because I'm still seeing more cheap fixer uppers coming on the market right now and the past uh, three to four months than I have seen for several years. So, um, so we are seeing those cheap fixer uppers appearing on the market. And when I say cheap, I mean, you know, properties that are below a hundred thousand dollars. That's that's what's cheap in, in the Greenville market now. And that that's that was cheap, you know, even several years ago. Um, those basically disappeared for for a couple of years, but we are starting to see them come back. Now is it a lot? Are, are a lot of them coming back? No, it's it's not not a lot. It's not like there's a glut of these entering the market. I'm talking about maybe one to two per per month that are like actually interesting. But doing that as opposed to uh you know maybe five per year which was what we have been seeing for the past several years that's that's a a big increase um and so we are seeing cheap fixer uppers appearing again um as people do reset their expectations and get a little bit more realistic um as some of these house flippers decide that they have a project that they don't want to mess with we're, we're seeing a lot of Uh, A lot of more homes than in the past, although it's still a low number because all of the inventory numbers are low, right? There's not going to be a lot of cheap fixer uppers when there's not a lot of homes in general on the market, right? Um, But in contrast to the low inventory, there is a higher amount of inventory for these uh, cheaper fixer upper homes than what we've been seeing in quite some time. So I um, I feel like thus far, that prediction has come true, maybe not to the extent that I thought it has, um, but so far I feel like that's been accurate, and I think it will continue to be uh, throughout the rest of this year. So, um, so a mix. I, I think most of these um, I'm on track. A couple of these I've already hit, and a couple of these are definitely not on track and unlikely to hit. Uh, but we'll keep tracking these, and um, we'll see. I, I might do this again midway through the year, maybe towards the end of the year, or maybe at the end of the year. I'm not sure. We'll just have to see if the market, if what's happening in the market is interesting enough for me to feel like an episode to continue to track my bold predictions is warranted. Uh, But here we are through uh, greater than a quarter of the year, and I feel like, and and almost through a a third of the year, actually. And, uh, And so we have enough data to look at this and I think I think it's interesting the way things have played out and how some things have been a little bit surprising, but some things have been exactly as uh, as I expected and exactly as probably you guys, uh, the listeners or the watchers uh, on YouTube have been expecting if you've been watching and listening to this uh, show frequently. But that's it for today's episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, reminder, as always, my contact information is in the show notes. Rate, review, subscribe, like, comment, all of those things. Find me on YouTube. Search for Stan McCune. I'm now putting in the subject line, or whatever the line is, um, of these shows. I'm putting that it's the Selling Greenville podcast and the episode number. Um, So maybe that will help you to find the show on YouTube since someone already has the Selling Greenville channel. 
Um, but if not, just search Stan McEwen on there. You will find me. Um, I'm not hidden. Um, I am, I, I'm plastered everywhere uh, on, on the internet. You will have no problem finding me. But I appreciate all of you guys watching and all of you guys listening. We will talk again next time.